everyone. This is Jill Renee Feeler with BeaconForLightworkers.com. I am so glad to be joining you here today. For those that are joining live, I'm so glad your schedule was accommodating to help us build up all this amazing energy. And for the many more that are joining an archive, please know that no matter when you are listening to this or watching this, um, you are participating in it in a, I want to say, a quantum fashion beyond the time-space continuum. So I just want to say welcome. I'm so glad you're here. As we typically do, let's start with a couple nice deep breaths and a bit of an invocation to help us really initiate our God, godly just yummy love-based energies within our heart space. Okay, so let's close our eyes, please. And let's take a couple nice, deep, slow breaths. Please visualize your heart center actually expanding making more room for another perspective, another view, another you. Mm. Nice deep breath, relaxing our shoulders. <sighs> mm. Okay. <sighs> Beautifully done. There we are. <laughs> so to those that are new to um, to this podcast or video, however you're experiencing it, welcome. So what we offer in our work is really another way for you to experience yourself. That in my perspective, in my experience, is the like purest essence of your your source energy, which is purely loving well-intending of you and well-intending of others. And we have this unique opportunity, all of us, to really expand our concept of who and what we are far beyond the five human senses, far beyond the, the historical version of what we've been in humanity. As we are given permission in this unique point in human timeline to recreate who and what we are, to reevaluate what we want to be, and choosing accordingly on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. So it's um, exciting, <laughs> and I'm glad to, um, to have this opportunity to share with you and offer you another perspective of what's happening in this grand reality of Earth and how we, as the human individuals, fit within that context. Okay, so welcome. The format of today's show, we will begin with a bit of a discussion about current energies and maybe some um, current events and news items that I have to share with you. And then we will go into the special topic. And I don't know what that is yet. I have an inkling, um, but I'm not fully clear as the just as the human Jill about what that is. So I'm excited for what I'm excited for what we're doing today too. And then once we feel complete with the special topic, the core message of today, we will be taking some calls or reading your um, your comments if you're joining live in the Q and A box that's provided. And then after that, we will do a guided meditation slash activation. So I'm just really excited to be here. Okay, I hope you are too. So for current events, um, this is, by the way, our four-year anniversary. <laughs> it was January, I think, 14th of 2011. 
um, that we started these podcasts. It was my very first Blog Talk Radio show, and it was on the Blog Talk Radio network at that time. And then about a year ago, I transitioned away from Blog Talk Radio, um, just sharing the podcast via um, just an instant teleseminar and then still working on a way to get it uploaded to iTunes again, but I will figure this out. <laughs> um, but anyway, so happy, happy birthday <laughs> to all of us that have partic- been participating in these Beacon for Lightworkers messages. And um, it's been really a trip and a ride. And I, I can't believe how much um, I've grown in those four years. Uh, what do I, 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 I want to say something about that because you know, a lot of us ask questions like, well, how can I explore my gifts? How can I further discover or uncover or realize my, you know, the spiritual gifts that we each have, the the spiritual essence of who we are translated into our human form, whether you call that gifts or abilities or just expanded consciousness. And my response to that is by using them, putting your gifts to use is by far the best way for you to prove to yourself that you're more than your five human senses and for you to hone your skill, whatever that is. Okay, we have to pause because I shut the door and our buddy Sammy Samson wants to come in and join us and I just can't leave him out there for 90 minutes when he wants to be a part of this. So I apologize, but hang on (laughs) just a moment. Okay, so what Sam was telling me is, I can't believe you started without me. (laughs) Sorry, Sam. Thanks for letting me know. I'd messed up. I'd made a mistake there. Uh, Okay, so for any of you that are feeling kind of adventurous and wanting to explore another layer of who you are, I really encourage you to um, set in motion or at least be open to creating ways of you sharing your gifts and exploring your gifts with others. I've, I've um, shared here with you before that I played with my intuitive abilities with pretty much any, any guinea pig I could find um, in human form that I could basically do readings for, do intuitive sessions for. I was testing my channeling abilities at the same time, what I call interdimensional communication. Um, it all kind of comes together and becomes more real. You make it part of your repertoire, right? It's not somebody handing it to you. You set it in motion. So I really encourage all of you to give yourself enough permission and credit to try it out in any way that you feel comfortable and in every way that you feel comfortable. Do it from different avenues and different angles and from different perspectives and get feedback and see how you feel about your gifts and abilities as they're unfolding because there's always more. There's always more. And that's the, the cool part about this whole reality is that we know ourselves as individuated aspects of God, known as humans, right? Where we get to pretend that we're separate and distinct from each other. I think that's so cool. Um, and we, in our reality, we are separate and distinct from each other in this unique earthly reality. That is, that's a gift. That's amazing. That's so special that we even created this, this realm, this arena for doing that, uh, for being each, each of these, the you and me. Um, so it's, it's special. And there are, there's a core principle for a group like this, you and me and the rest of us, 
we want to redefine our humanity. We're constantly kind of exploring another way to look at things, another way to be, another way to know ourselves. And putting those things into use, not just building up your toolkit, but actually getting those tools out and hammering some nails and sawing some wood (laughs) feels wonderful. And it feels awkward, maybe and uncomfortable at first, but that's totally okay. And then just with each level of mastery or expertise that you feel within yourself, always give yourself a little more lead time, a little more leash. Excuse me, hang on. Always know that there's even more than that. And that way you're always delighted when another layer of you comes online, when you start to sense that, oh, wait, wait a minute, maybe what if I did it this way? Or what if I tried this? What if I offered that? What if I became such and such? And then the journey just keeps going. The expansion just keeps going. So it's marvelous that what we've set up here when you really consider it in that way, isn't it? Okay, so it's also the new year, depending on when you're depending on when you're experiencing this message. But in in real time, um, linear time, it's January sixth, two thousand fifteen, and I see so many of us really kind of like rubbing our hands together, really really excited about new adventures and new uh, projects that we seem to be working on. And a friend of mine just launched a whole new branding for her website. I'm like, yay! <laughs> um, I know I've been playing with my team for probably three weeks on different ideas and different ways that I can share my work and um, make it more readily available to some and get in and go deeper, more of a full service. Oh, that's so cool. I was going to say a soul service. I love that. (gasps) A soul service. Wow. That makes me want to cry. Whoa. A soul service, a full service soul service <laughs> for your souls here on earth. I may actually use that. Um, but I, anyway, <laughs> um, I'll play with the naming convention later with my team. But this idea that there's so much more that some of us are really in that creator space, creator slash creative space, exploring new horizons for ourselves feeling like there's more, sensing that there's more, and wanting more. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. So I was in a conversation with a friend on Sunday, and she was talking about um, growth that she was sensing in her life. And it was really cool, because as she was describing it, I could see that her, I want to say, structure of growth is kind of like leaping from one lily pad to another or one stepping stone to another. So I offered her <laughs> not to do a reading with a friend, but I said, hey, <laughs> there's another way you can look at this. If that's okay, I'll offer it. When we begin to consider that it's almost like, <laughs> I just want to be playful here. Do you guys know what a gobstopper is? <laughs> a gobstopper. That name is just so, how can you say it without smiling, right? Gobstopper. Um, My younger daughter, Georgia, loves gobstoppers, and they're these huge ones. And it's just this infinite licking (laughs) of this thing to get to these other layers. And we took one in the garage one time, and we put it in a Ziploc baggie, and we whacked it with a hammer because she wanted to see what it looked like on the inside. And there's all these cool layers to it, and there are all these different colors and all of these things. 
think of yourself like a gobstopper <laughs> and you don't have to whack it open with a hammer to see what's inside. <laughs> As we grow, we expand the sphere of energy that we operate from. We don't have to leave, and I would recommend not trying to leave any part of you, any essence of your human experience behind in your growth and in your evolution. When we view it as cumulative, it's so much more sustainable. It's much less scary, and we bring with us all the, the I want to say, assets of everything, even what we don't like so much, into the equation. We're, we're just bigger bigger and better in all the good ways. So there can still be self-sabotage. I'm, I'm learning all about self-sabotage right now. <laughs> it's such a funny, sunny, funny self-exploration process. Um, but as we expand, and if you visualize it as getting bigger, like there's one size of the gobstopper, this tiny little core in the middle, and then as we grow and expand based on our own choices, our own discernment, our own allowance, our own curiosity, and our own considerations of what we're capable of. We expand from that whole. It's always a version of wholeness and completeness because it's a sphere. So in that sphere, we add and we grow. And there are so many different ways that we could talk about what that means. So let me just slide right in <laughs> to the special topic here. I'm going to close my eyes and just, it's almost like I'm dropping my awareness into my heart space, into a deeper level of knowing that is beyond the human as Jill, beyond what I've been taught, beyond what I've learned as Jill, into the timeless wisdom of source energy that we each are. Curiously infinite are the words that are coming to me here, the words that are offered to us here. When we are curious about anything, about ourselves, about what we can create, about what we can explore, about what we, where we want to adventure or how we want to proceed in our journeys, that curiosity is a natural expanding mechanism. So just by setting our sights on something beyond what we currently are or beyond what we currently consider possible on a personal level, we expand. Our realm of experiencing ourselves in our humanity adjusts accordingly. It's wonderful to be curious. It's wonderful to have desires. And it can be very helpful to have specific goals that give you something in a quantifiable manner to consider in terms of how much adjustment you need in your field, in the diameter, literally, of your, your sphere of, of influence. So you can see if it's big enough to accommodate that. Just don't get too tripped up on the goal. It is so much about the experience. The goals are, are a tool and a resource, but they're not the objective, right? The feeling sensation, the purpose of expansion sometimes is just about 
the experience of expanding, of learning and growing and sharing and being and being in service to others and offering uh, more and from possibly a deeper level of ourselves that's beyond the five human senses that does seem to at least scratch the surface of our source energy, of our soulfulness from within our human experience. That's where I feel so much delight in my journey is in that soulfulness. That's what I look for in my connections with other people is a soulful connection. Your soul awareness knows that there's nothing you need to cast out in terms of your experience up to now. There's no degree that was a waste of time. There's no relationship that, that you have to wish never happened. There's nothing in our experience that needs to be left out, nor is recommended to leave out. It all fits together in the bigger sphere of what you are, right? So where we can run into trouble is when our perception of growth is narrower than where we are now or or dramatically a different track than where we had been because then we're forced to kind of do these funky reconciliations or rationalizations about how something in our past cannot fit with where we want to go and that is like trying to escape from a portion of you you, you'd be leaving yourself behind in that process because you are a part of your past. Your past is part of you. It's, it's intrinsically tied together. And that doesn't mean it's bad, right? There's always another way of looking at the same set of facts that gives you more permission to feel loved, to feel valued, to feel worthy of all the joy and all the happiness, all the abundance, all the wealth or thriving or whatever you strive for, that you're deserving of all of that. And that nothing in your past needs to be like cut off from you in order to be closer to that. There's a realm of wholeness here that's really important for us to consider. Let's just pause for a moment here. <sighs> Breathe, relax your shoulders, settle in. Oh, if you're spinning, if your body literally is swaying, <laughs> like from side to side, just let it sway. <laughs> there is an adjustment, a recalibration that can happen in our physical rhythm uh, that is guided by our non-physical rhythm of energy. The spiraling of energy is adjusting to the new level of expansion that you are calling upon. Okay. So sometimes in our experience, we can literally feel like I am right now. I feel like I'm almost like a spinning top and I'm allowing that recalibration, the new rhythm to come into form. Now I'm changing direction. Oh, that's so cool. Just let that be if that's happening for you as well. Ooh, easing to the flow, easing to the new rhythm of having more space to create and more room to be. Because you need that room. You need that space in order to bring into form these grander visions of who you are. 
I'm going to see if I can repeat that because I love how that came through. You need more room, perhaps a great amount of expansion in the sphere of your energy in order to fit the bigger dream, the bigger vision of what you hold for yourself in this reality. This is so beautifully connected to consciousness, by the way. Consciousness often comes as an effect of like aiming higher or envisioning bigger things for yourselves or just being curious about the idea of how 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 big can I feel? Not big in a better than kind of way, but big in a divine empowerment kind of way. If we better appreciated what omnipresence means, we would want to give ourselves tremendous latitude in terms of how big our sphere is at any moment, and I would say in every moment of our being making room for all the emotions, making room for any and all thoughts that would cross our minds, making room for all that yummy soulfulness that fits right kind of within all of that as our our perception mechanism, as our experiencing guide, all of those things. Hmm. So give yourself a lot of latitude, a lot of room to explore yourself Let your surroundings, let your environment adjust to you based on your leadership, based on your guidance. Okay, deep breath, please. What we just said right there is also (laughs) very important because a lot of us are looking for almost like a, a stimulation from an outside force in order to trigger our expansion. Um, We may be handing over authority to our environment or circumstances in order to then give ourselves permission to proceed into joy, proceed into love, the the deep feeling kind of centers um, at a soulful level. Okay. And then it becomes conditional by definition. Whenever we are allowing the environment to, ter- de- to determine whether we are happy, whether we are joyful, whether we are feeling whole, whether we are knowing ourselves as abundant and thriving, all of those things are automatically conditional, conditioned, conditional, based on the environment. And many of us know very well that the only thing we can control our- is ourselves. So I'm always a big fan and a strong supporter and a big cheerleader of keeping your, what's called locus of control, your, um, your button, your buttons and knobs to push inside your sphere of authority, inside the bubble, inside the, the realm of your reality, your perceptions, your beliefs, your attitudes, and your opportunity to act or not act and, um, behave and or or not behave in a certain in a certain way in a certain manner so by letting the environment dictate whether you proceed or not proceed and letting the environment dictate how you feel about a certain situation is like handing over all of your controls handing all over all your authority to a reality that at the present time is majority unconscious right 
Let's relax our shoulders here. I can feel some of you saying, but the outer is a mirror for the inner. Everything outside of you, some of you may be be believing, is just a projection of what's in you. I would encourage caution with that. The outer reality that we experience through our five human senses, number one is a lagging indicator. It's, it's energy that's already been set in motion, which is why it's available in the physical and able to be experienced through the five human senses. Okay, that's the first kind of like, I want to say disadvantage um, of, of that premise, that, that theory. The second, I would say conflict, belief conflict that I have with it personally, is that it is so clear to me that we are individuated aspects of source commingling on earth as fellow humans. So the external reality isn't only a projection of you or me, it's a projection of the collective. So just because you see it, or just because you smell it, hear it, taste it, touch it, doesn't mean it's about you. It doesn't mean it's personal. There's a, there's an inherent weakness that I see in how the mirror principle or the concept of projection is applied in, in many of our spiritual conversations and communities. And that is because it makes everything personal. Everything becomes personal. Everything in the outer world becomes personal and everything in the inner world becomes up for investigation, criticism, judgment, um, reevaluation. It because the external realm, the external, um, uh, reception of what's, what's available to us is all over the map, right? Now, yes, there is a reason you see what you see and there is a purpose in, in what you hear. And yet that still doesn't mean it's personal, right? And one example of this that, that made sense to me anyway, was when Jesus said, Jill, just because I saw someone being murdered, doesn't mean there was something personal in me that needed to be healed or fixed or solved. I did not identify with the murderer or with the murdered, if I were to witness something like that. And I said, but that's what in spirit, that's what in, for a lot of us in spirituality, we're trying to do. And he just kind of paused and he said, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, so he wasn't, you know, waggling his finger saying that's terrible, but it, it is interesting to, comp- to contemplate how far we'll allow ourselves to progress when we feel personal responsibility for things that we have no control over. Right? Anybody else agree it's holding us back tremendously? And one of the fears that some of us have, if we were to not utilize that principle, if we were to discern and give ourselves permission that some things that we see are personal and some things that we see are not personal, that we would somehow become disconnected from mass consciousness or disconnected from this reality. 
And that definitely hasn't been my experience. I actually, in some ways, feel more connected because by thinking that everything wrong in the world that I happen to come across is my job to fix, that it must be something related to me personally, then I only give myself limited credit, limited permission, limited allowance for the light of God that I'm currently accessing. Because by seeing all the projections of what is non-light reflective, in other words, it's, it's an example of a lack of light experience, separation age programs, whatever, there, there is that automatic, oh, I must not be doing it right yet. Oh, I must not be doing it right yet. There's a lot of, of negative self-evaluation that happens there. Okay. Let's relax for a moment here. I don't want to go too fast. This is important. And I want to make sure it, it's hanging together, this little journey of consciousness we're offering you. Remember, we asked you at the beginning to give yourself a lot of latitude and a lot of permission, and that includes re-examining some truths that you may have held very firmly in your belief system up until now, okay? All right, so, I'm just like, where do we want to go? <laughs> where do we want to go from here? Okay. As individuated, individual, independent aspects of source energy that are also commingling in within the human race, within the human experience, it's valuable for us to find a way, to create a way, to play with ways, to know ourselves as source from right where we are and from right where the rest of humanity is as well, and all life, this entire reality. Because that's the truest thing I know. That nothing happening here denies the truth that everything is source energy. Everything is an aspect of a loving, caring, glorious God. No matter what it looks like here, no matter what another is being to you or not being to you, no matter, no matter what you are feeling towards another or not feeling towards another, nothing in this reality can or will ever separate you truly from the light of God that you are. And that is true for every single thing in the physical and every single concept in the non-physical. And that is such a beautiful starting point for everything we are. Our sense of identity, our sense of experiencing ourselves, our um, home base of growth and evolution and progress. Because when you know you're starting with something so amazing and that that's at the root and core of who you are in an omnipresent way, beyond a timeline, beyond earth, beyond humanity, beyond the time-space continuum altogether, you feel more empowered because you are more empowered when that's your core structure, 
when that's your home base. So that's extremely valuable. And it serves us well in terms of shifting in age, giving ourselves a lot of permission, and feeling that sense of authority that we have over ourselves and ourselves only to adjust and change and adapt as we uniquely feel led based on our values, based on our core belief systems, based on what we care about, our passions and our desires. Letting that be our guide is a wonderful um, compass to utilize in any aspect of growth. When we feel like what we need to fix is something beyond our control, we end up chasing our tails because it's trying to fix something that we have no authority over. And the other problem with that approach, in my view, is that it doesn't appreciate the free will of the other. Free will is not just assigned to humanity. Free will is a, is a, is a tenant of all life, physical and non-physical. A tree has free will. Um, an animal has free will. A plant has free will. Now, be careful not to superimpose human consciousness, meaning the same as free will, right? Free will means different things based on the form of life that that consciousness is choosing to experience itself as in this reality of Earth, okay? Human consciousness is very, very special and unique relative to the other forms of physical life that exist here in this space. It's not that one is more valuable than another or, or better than another. It's just very unique. It's very different. And there's a reason why as source energy, you chose to be human and I chose to be human. And another aspect of consciousness chose to be the planet, our, our buddy and sibling Gaia, um, or um, a plant, a plant consciousness or a stone or mineral consciousness. We make a whole bunch of choices in our omnipresence about the roles we want to play and the way we want to experience ourselves in this reality for the shift or even in a non-shifted stable status quo um, cycle, phase of the cycle. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I can see some are like, huh? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> if it's if you're in a huh <laughs> state, then just put your hand on your heart and do ohms <laughs> or whatever you feel led to do. Um, it's important what we're sharing here, and I apologize if the if the words that I'm utilizing are not coming through as clearly as as they probably could. So I take responsibility for that. But I know that some of you are hearing me and they're just like, keep going, keep going. I'm with you. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, I need to pause and get a drink. So just a moment here. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. Ah. Hmm. Okay. So as we proceed with dreams and goals and aspirations for this upcoming year or whenever you're listening to this, 
we encourage you to consider the the core elements that you're operating from. Is it is it only the accumulation of the human experiences that you think are are good enough to bring forward? Or are you giving yourself enough room that everything you've been throughout your entire human journey is worthy and valuable and that you can begin to know it as such if you proceed in that whole and complete manner? And are you also giving yourself the primary role, the the director role and lead actor sort of experience for your soulfulness, making room for that omnipresence energy that is far beyond this time-space continuum, that is so beautifully rooted in your um, hopes, wishes, and dreams for a better a better life for yourself. And with a group like this, we're probably also just as much wanting to, um, that others have also their best life in this journey. We, we are looking for and wired to offer and share and experience win-win situations. We want to fuel and cheer on win-win outcomes where everyone gets upped. Everyone gets gets expanded. Everyone gets a better lot in life as a result of their choices and their experiences and what they set in motion. But there is that free will component. And that's where it's important to have some healthy distance between what you are choosing for yourself while allowing others to choose for themselves. Okay? There's... I. I don't see that there's any getting around that, really. Um, But you can try. I know I did. I tried. (laughs) I tried to carry someone else's load and drag around someone else's burden, thinking it was helping them out. And then at some point I realized, I don't see this getting better. I don't see the other person overcoming their challenges. I see myself getting incredibly weighed down in this experience. And, huh, (laughs) I wonder if I tried it another way. And once I felt that opening of, huh, I wonder if there's another way, I felt another way appear. Magical. (laughs) That happens, doesn't it? (laughs) So in that space of curiosity, openness, giving myself a pause button, I was shown another way of looking at assisting others. And that it isn't just like only focusing on myself in a in a discompassionate, uncaring nature, but it was about realizing that yes, we model behavior as um, bringers of light into a reality, but we also, through our care, concern, and number three is the the big the big prize here. Number three, choosing to also see them, the other person as the master that they are, even if they don't see it themselves. Now that in my personal examples of, of people that I wanted to like, like whisk away out of their, out of their worries and sorrows, I, I saw amazing, amazing results, literally, I mean, like miraculous results by basically seeing them in the authority position that they are in their life. Now, I'm not saying that I caused the miraculous outcomes that I witnessed in in these loved ones in my, my life, but I also see that sometimes having anyone see you as an authority in your life, having anyone 
appreciate that you have choices and view you as capable of making choices for yourself. It, it's, it's game changing. It can be game changing, especially when it comes from love, you guys. That previous attempt that I was using as Jill to try to fix another's problems, it was so rooted in judgments and arrogance that I knew better for them and that if it weren't for me, they'd be flat on their face and, um, you know, they're so lucky to have me in their life and all this other bullshit. Um, it's, it's conditional love in a lot of ways. It's, Oh, it just feels icky even thinking about it. But that was what, that was totally how I knew myself. And now with this particular example, um, with this person that I know so well, um, it's not a client by the way. Um, I just, I feel authentically loving of exactly who they are, exactly who they were 10 years ago, three years ago, three days ago, and right now. They feel it. You can tell they feel it. They feel that I've adjusted my way of being towards them, my way of thinking about them, my way of viewing and perceiving and knowing them, that it's not judging them anymore. It's not, gosh, you better figure this out. <laughs> Missy, <laughs> you know? Um, it's it's holding them up in the light that I see them as. And it's, it is, it's so loving. It feels better for me too. And I don't know if others were also making adjustment in that person's life or not. It doesn't matter to me. All I know is that what I could control, I adjusted and it felt amazing. So I felt better. I felt more empowered. I felt less weighed down. I felt more free to be what I felt like I was here to be and more focused on kind of my own game in a, in a good, healthy way, while I was also even probably more supportive than of the other person than I had been in my previous um, self-identified role. The other huge win-win is that that other person has, I mean, she's not even the same person. And I'm so happy for her. Oh God, <laughs> I am so, so happy for her. Um, her. She has a new life that she's created and that makes it even better than something that I would have tried to plunk on her or force on her or, you know, beg her to take, you know, to take on as her own. She set it in motion. So it's hers to enjoy. It's her life to cherish. And that's true for all of us. Um, it's our life to treasure or trash. That's a bumper sticker, isn't it? It's, it's our own life to treasure or trash. But the minute we start to over exert our authority, our ambitions, our goals, our desires beyond our realm of personal authority and personal realm, personal sphere of influence is when we start to get out of balance from our God essence and their God essence, because they're a unique aspect of God too. Now recognize that underneath the surface in a lot of these areas are a lot of programs. Savior programs. I'm here to save the world. I'm here to save the planet. If it weren't for me, this whole thing would shut down. 
that does not feel good. <laughs> just, from what I know, that is not a goddess in speaking. <laughs> That's a program and combined with the very healthy ego, <laughs> right? Now, do we make a difference in the world? Yes. Can we um, offer something of service? Of course we can. But someone else's choice, whether they respond to what we offer or not, is theirs. That's their free will. That's in their authority or not. So when we realize that, we become even more clear about what we prioritize in our lives, how we energize ourselves, um, how we play kind of our own game, how we set up our um, income stream, how we support ourselves, how we nurture ourselves, how we honor ourselves, and all of those things just set in motion a completely different reality along the way, okay? But that part, that part about others' ability to sense where we're coming from, to me, is just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, even if somebody is not on their spiritual path, not choosing to expand their consciousness or raise their vibration or anything like that, even if somebody is doing nothing like that, they can almost smell it when somebody is judging them, when somebody feels superior to them, or when somebody feels like if it weren't for them, they would be nothing. They can feel it, you guys. So any part of us that, that is coming from that place is going to affect how our goals become realized or not. It's going to affect whom we work with and whom we don't work with. Um, it affects everything. I delight in working with and partnering with and being um, in like partnership and interaction with others that are choosing to see themselves as the authority figure over their lives. This goes to me far beyond just taking responsibility for your actions or, or owning your shit and stuff like that. It's about um, really feeling personal authority over the light of God that you are. Yeah, I love to hang out with people like that because it's not about, you know, you know, whipping yourself into submission to be light. It's about reevaluating what it means to be human and operating accordingly based on our desires, based on our ambitions, based on our passions and interests and all those things. And they're unique from one to the other. So what gets you out of bed in the morning may be very different than what gets me out of bed in the morning. But together, it all works beautifully, harmoniously, like a symphony. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So just um, keep that in heart as you're as you were listening to it, if there were any, any, if there was any part of you that was getting defensive or um, getting irritated or having some sort of emotional reaction, um, thank you. Jesus just said, and now you just slide right into that. I'm like, okay, yes, I will. Um, any part of us that is for anyone that's confused <laughs> about where the mirror principle applies and where it doesn't. Um, one way that I was shown to look at this, uh, thank you to Buddha and Jesus for showing me this, 
was where you are having an emotional response. You know it's about you. You know it. it is something to take personally as a projection for you to reconsider, reevaluate, explore um, with a lot of love and a very open heart. Okay? I see that. Yes. Okay. When you are neutral about what you are receiving, taking in from the this amazing re- arena of life on earth, when you are neutral about it, not in an indifferent, discompassionate way, but not feeling a personal emotional reaction to it, that's a really good indicator that it's not personal. It's just present. And that it doesn't mean you have anything to fix or you have anything to solve within your sphere of influence. It's just something that's being chosen by a fellow aspect of God that's also here on the planet, whether it be human, a human representative of God, an animal representative of God, plant, mineral, whatever, right? All of it. All of it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, okay, where were we going to go next? Show me again, please. Okay. Mm. Okay. When you do come across, yes, thank you. When you do come across those areas where you are emotionally triggered by um, what you are taking in, um, from the arena of experience here, when you are emotionally um, affected by it and it does feel very personal to you. In that process, I recommend you be curious about it. What It's almost like asking yourself in a very open way, what is that in me that's really sad about that? Or what is it in me that's angered by that or annoyed by that or whatever that strong or subtle emotion is? Go at it with curiosity and that will help bypass some of the egoic reaction because the ego is less threatened by curiosity than it is by judgment, than feeling judged. Then it gets defensive and it, it locks up and then your energy field actually contracts And when your gobstopper goes back to that really small ball, you don't have a lot of wiggle room. You're kind of like a mummy. There's only so many places you can go. So when you're curious, you're at that widest diameter of the gobstopper that you've allowed yourself to know yourself as. And from there, you've got lots of room to look around. Okay. The other advantage of coming at self-exploration with curiosity is that your heart tends to stay open. And with your heart staying open, you have more of that soulfulness to be a partner with you or even the guide in that self-exploration process. And just be very open-minded, open-hearted about the whole experience. I am just, I'm always like surprised and delighted and part of me dismayed when I come across something or somebody shows me something in my field that I'm like, oh, wow, where have you been? You need a hug (laughs) or you need some love or wow, you little self-sabotager you. (laughs) 
come here, you, giving a little knuckle head, <laughs> a little knuckle to the head like a little kid, um, but in a joking, loving manner. Um, but the more open we are to realizing that, that in that sense of wholeness where we're bringing everything in, there are just these subtle, strange little components, idiosyncratic kind of nature um, components that crop up sometimes. And in that regard, just, I mean, shine the light that you are, the light of God that you are. Oh, sorry, you guys. On to, let me see if I know how to, oh, I knew how to do it. Yay. (laughs) Um, Shine the light of source that you are onto those experiences. Bring your light into that cave as a word, as a a phrase I've used before. Don't leave your light there saying, oh, this is going to get ugly. Okay. God essence, you stay here because I don't want you to see any of this. Oh, your experience is going to be so much more limited, so much less comfortable (laughs) in that experience. Bring your light with you into that cave of exploration, being curious and being open-hearted and being, um, I want to say brave and courageous that no matter what you find there, it's just you. You're not that scary. (laughs) There's nothing in you that's that scary. (laughs) I guarantee it. Okay. All right. Okay. And that just adds to your wholeness. Yes, it does. Um, So that adds to your wholeness, that adds to the solidarity of your structure, of your sphere of influence and experience here. And that just gives you more good stuff to work with as you create and um, expand and set in motion those beautiful dreams and, and desires that you have for yourself in this reality. Letting others' reactions or responses be their own. (sighs) Okay. All right. Let's see where we want to go next. Or if this feels complete. Let me see the time check. Yeah, good. Okay. That might feel complete for here. Ah, clearing. Okay, yes. Um, This has been coming up in my private private session work, and I just wanted to kind of iterate something here. As you are feeling um, in, let's see, because it does relate to what we just said. I want to try to make this as clear as possible. There are times when we don't feel like ourselves. Not in a like, ooh, there's this cool new version of me I get to know. But in a, huh, feeling a little prickly today. (laughs) Or feeling a little snippy or short today. Um, I encourage you to do some sort of clearing exercise on your energy field that doesn't have to be elaborate or a big ceremony. It can be anything that you feel led to. Um, even just invoking that there's something in your sphere of energy that you are not fully occupying with your light, with your awareness. That it's the way that I've been describing it to clients is it's almost like as our sphere is like this crystal palace and as we expand the we add rooms we do like remodeling and ex- uh, we add more um, literal square footage <laughs> physical and non-physical to the crystal palace of our human experience of our vessel that we utilize in our humanness so in that process of expansion sometimes we can possibly not be utilizing it with our light. In other words, it's like a vacancy. It's a vacant space that we haven't yet realized that we have permission, authority, or just utilization of yet. 
So at times, especially during growth cycles that you are personally setting in motion and experiencing, whenever you come across those kind of uncharacteristic moments or days or weeks even of, I don't feel like myself and I don't, I don't like me <laughs> right now, um, I encourage you to start with the clearing and then also pay attention to, and these can be the same thing, you can clear by realizing, you know, or saying to yourself, is there any part of my sphere of influence I have available to me and only me in this human experience that I am not occupying fully? Is there any part of me that is not filled with me? Because wherever you are not in your field, there is an opening for a non-you <laughs> form of consciousness to pretend that it's you in your sphere of influence. Um, possibly messing, <laughs> I want to say, with your attitudes and behaviors and all of those all of those fun things where we feel like we're a puppet going, wait, I didn't want to just say that. I didn't want to just type that. I didn't want to just make that phone call. Who the hell is in control of this ship anyway? So recognize that, that sometimes that does happen in our expanded, expanded um, expansionary cycles where we get bigger and we didn't realize we were bigger, so we didn't occupy all of it. And then all of a sudden we have this uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic and I would say non-light-based behavior um, that can come in. But it can even be light-based. If you don't like it, if it doesn't feel like you or it feels foreign to you, ugh, do that process. It's important. Um, because your sphere of energy is for you, your unique God aspect to experience and no one else. You get to decide what you share, what you be, what you create in this world. So, um, yeah, that's a big one. Um, very common that it happens to really anyone and everyone. Um, some of us think that that only happens to those that are not on their spiritual path, but it's surprising how often it can happen for those of us on our spiritual paths too. So nothing to be afraid of, just aware of on those moments where you're not feeling like yourself in a in an icky way. Okay, very good. All right, now that feels complete. Let's pause and um, I will get a drink and then we will um, take your questions. So if you are joining us live and you're on the phone or Skype, you can click star two to raise your hand and then I'll know to come over to you. You can also type in a Q&A box and that would be probably available from wherever you saw um, the that this was happening today. <laughs> okay, let me pause and get a drink. And then we have 28 more minutes, I think, of the broadcast today. Okay. All right. Let me check on the phone. Nope. We're good there. Oh, what an amazing group we have today. I'd love to see all those people that can join us live today. Yay. I'm so glad you're here. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Candace. Hey, Candace. Okay. She has a, a Q&A comment here. It says, I wonder about easily opening up to trust myself, my team, and the universe so completely by allowing myself to let go of me controlling my outcomes and being the magic of myself, my team, and the universe. And I wonder what 
if I was safe enough to do this right now. Oh, <laughs> oh sister, the way that you've worded that, I just bow <laughs> to your mastery. That was so beautiful. I can just feel your soulfulness. It's like, and I wonder what if I was safe enough to do this right now. Um, <laughs> my sense is that when you type that, <laughs> you felt a huge rush of energy, a rush of, oh, I love that. Metatron just showed me what that rush is. So I have to go here. Sorry for the possible diversion. I think you'll be happy though. When we feel that rush or surge of energy, do you know what it is? It's a rush and an expansion of source energy we are allowing into from within our human experience. It's a bursting forth from our omnipresence, whoosh, just like a boom. It's like an expansion of energy and we feel the rush of it, not through our crown, not through our feet, not from an outside source, from us in our omnipresence, allocating more energy to this human experience, more empowerment, more love, more range, more authority, <laughs> more of everything good that you choose to set in motion and your value systems align you with in this reality in terms of your creator space and your creator ability. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Hi, Bob. Metatron. Okay. <laughs> Very good. So Candace, I'm, I'm kind of feeling, I mean, as I'm tapping in here uh, to you, beautiful sister, I'm just feeling like you're like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> so yes, you do. Let me know if you don't. <laughs> um, and I will come back to you. Okay. Okay, Alice from Edmonton. Hello. She's saying, I have just got that you don't have to do to love. If there is someone that is difficult to love in human terms because of something they did as the scripts that were being played out, you can still love them. You don't have to act in the physical world as a human to demonstrate love. You can just be love with them in mind. I guess it is a comment and not question, but if it is to be expanded upon, then so be it. I greatly appreciate you, your work, and your team. Thank you. Oh, Alice. I feel you, sister. That, again, oh, <laughs> just like, oh, fellow comrade, you're so good. I love how you did that. That, I, I completely agree with you. I don't, you said it so beautifully. I don't feel like there's anything else to expand upon there. That's exactly, that's so true. Yes, exactly. And in the example that I had earlier with my loved one, um, I, I was feeling that love. I was being that love. Um, but my demonstration of love was much more in my feeling it and being it, not in a, in an outwardly, you know, fix it, Jill <laughs> kind of orientation. And I had more energy to allocate to my own, my own areas of opportunity in that regard too. So that's where that arrogance came in, by the way, because if you notice some of us that do have that rescuer or savior program, or I can fix it if they just let me help, you know, and it's so well intended, there's nothing wrong with it, right? Um, but yet there's another way to do it. And there's another way to feel and look at the vibration in a totally different way. That part of me is basically saying, I'm perfect. I'm all good. But you, you've got problems. You know what I mean? Oh God, it's so icky, isn't it? It's just, it's just so icky. I just don't even like to say it. But it, it totally was how I looked at her. Oh God. 
thank you for another way of looking at her because I would have missed out on so much and seeing so much of her light all these years from right where she was. And then I had more opportunity to not fix me, right? But appreciate where I had opportunities and experiences to grow from and expand and not like in a little wood shop trying to muddle things together, but just realizing, hey, I've got some stuff I can expand upon um, and things I want to play with and other ways I want to work with myself, including that idea alone that I had to fix other people or that they needed me to fix them. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> oh, sister Marcy from Sonoma is saying, I feel depressed. And as a light worker, I feel lost, alone and bewildered. Oh, all the talk about how wonderful the energies are, how much love there is on the planet. I don't see it or feel it. I struggle so much with this, trying to be light, but only live in the dark underground of Winster's, Winter's Cloister. Is it just me or others going through anything like this? Please help. If you can address this, I'd be so grateful. Mercy. So Sonoma. Okay. I don't know the level of sunshine you've had there lately in Marcy, but um, for a lot of us, especially those in when, wherever we are on the planet in the midst of winter, where we tend to get less sunshine, sunshine, I encourage finding ways to get in the sun. Um, yes, sun, <laughs> um, no matter how you do it. And the more skin that's exposed, the better, obviously be discerning in that regard. Um, but Oh, that's funny. Samson just snorted. <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay, so vitamin D. Um, I highly recommend vitamin D. I highly recommend laughter. Things that make you laugh to lighten up. I also highly recommend a clearing, like we talked about before. Because my sense is, if that isn't how you normally feel, Marcy, and I don't think that is how you normally feel, I would not be surprised if you kind of felt like you weren't fully occupying your sphere of influence and your energy sphere, your energy field with you, and that there were some other just kind of forms of consciousness. You don't have to call them entities. You don't have to call them demons or, you know, do anything like that. Don't label it. Please don't label it. Just know that there's something in your field that doesn't feel like you. Okay. Um, and hopefully just those three things alone will have a dramatic effect. And if not, um, then be open. <laughs> it's almost like, I wonder what else there is to try. That's a curious statement. It's very heart-based. It'll get you beyond the mind and possibly beyond the depression because the part of you that can even contemplate that there's something else to try naturally is hope-based. And that's more of our God essence than a hopelessness that is the vibration of depression. Okay. But big hugs to you, sister. Those moments are not fun. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not the type, that sounded wrong and judgmental and I apologize. Um, It's not in my nature to get depressed in like a clinical kind of way, but I definitely have my, have my moments at times where I'm like, just feeling sort of blah today, (laughs) not really appreciating all that is and just kind of want to lay here, (laughs) you know, um, not like loving life and like, Ooh, you know, um, those moments that I have like that, I just kind of recognize that for me, they're temporary. They're not my core nature and that it will pass. And I feel like just by experiencing it in that way, it actually passes faster. I expand beyond that contracted 
um, moment um, more rapidly and the dip if you will the contracted state is is less severe it's less tight um, in that narrow hallway kind of way okay but not you know having that narrow hallway experience where you don't even feel the light and you may even be sick and tired of us talking about all that light um, just put your hand on your heart sister and just know that you are light even if you're not feeling light in this reality okay and I hope that that felt like you your soul self giving you a hand um, assisting you because I know that you are so loved so valued so appreciated and so supported in all the ways that you are Marcy and in all the ways you are your eternal energy okay you matter so we care your team cares about you and how you are feeling in every moment okay I love you and I'm sorry that you were having a hard time and I I hope it's over soon and I hope it was helpful okay all right hello Heidi from Ann Arbor so happy to be here she says I'm so happy you're here too she says hi Jill so happy to be here XOXOXO Heidi oh hugs and kisses right back at ya okay Kathy said this feels like a biggie I agree I hope it was a biggie <laughs> okay Anna from Brooklyn is saying happy anniversary I just love 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 your beautiful energy happy to also connect with you on Facebook Anna Fox I love you um, just sending you love and expanding my energy to you and your event and all the beautiful energies joining today from my heart space ah oh. <sighs> fully received Anna thank you so much for being you and being here and I love your beautiful energy too okay Mary hello Mary Mary was at our retreat um, in 2013. It's so good to see you here, Mary. She's saying, would love to know more about our changing earth bodies in this new year, feeling a lot of physical changes. Anybody else? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I had this weird, like, it felt like a clamp. Like when you're, like maybe when you're a kid or even as an adult and somebody kind of takes their, their forefinger and their thumb and they have it behind your neck and they kind of like pinch like to try to point you in a certain direction that's so demeaning and not nice and rude um but it felt like that and it was like behind my ears on both sides it was for four days and I thought what the heck or hell is that um and then uh, it started to release and I could start to um feel that it was kind of letting go or letting up um so yes I have definitely had my little my little um unique little versions of physical expansion um i would i'm i'm just going to offer instead of changing earth bodies actually there's nothing wrong with it i like um adjusting earth bodies or expanding earth bodies transforming earth bodies there's something about change that i think for most of us we think of linear like leaving again leaving something to get to something new and that just eh, has a whole bunch of pitfalls <laughs> with that with that kind of energy expectation okay all right Suzanne is saying yes Jill there is now okay wait I think there might be a typo here or I'm reading it wrong it says Jill there is now way everything can be related to us to be healed within it is just too much it has to be more up close and personal and repetitive to be ours to work through, etc. Okay. Oh, Suzanne, I want to hear you here. Jill, let me see if it's this way. Yes, Jill, there is 
Yes, Jill, there is no way everything. Okay. Okay. I got it. Yes. Yes. Okay. She's saying, yes, Jill, there is no way everything can be related to us personally to be healed within. It is just too much. It has to be more up close and personal and repetitive to be ours to work through, etc. Oh, thank you for adding that other perspective and layer onto it, Suzanne. Thank you. Thank you so much. I like how you said that and I appreciate it. Okay. Dennis says came in late. I'm sure you addressed this earliest earlier, just what you see for 2015. I, I think in some ways I did, but maybe not. <laughs> I, you know, I don't do predictions, Dennis, <laughs> not in that way anyway. Okay. Um, Joseph is, let's see, Joseph from St. Louis is saying, Hey, good afternoon, Jill. Something happened earlier today. As I set an intention into motion and acted on it, it was something that I wanted to actively clear in my energy field yet in path to clearing it. So I didn't have to think about it and allowing more space within myself. I was met with a subtle optical that I, that, that I engaged, but didn't try to be disrespectful, but more like a, please don't go here. I see you want something, but I focused and please give me the ability to finish what I'm doing so I can better help you without my mind being occupied. My question is how do we push through that type of experience to fully let it go and appreciate it if, and when it ever does come up again. Okay. I need to read this again. Good afternoon, Jill. Something happened earlier today. Da, 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 da. I set an intention and emotion and acted on it. It was something that I wanted to actively clear yet in the path of clearing it. So I didn't have to think about it and allowing more space within myself. I was then met with a subtle obstacle that I engaged but didn't try to, and I'm, but that didn't try to be disrespectful. I'm trying to figure out who wasn't trying to be disrespectful. You as Joseph or the other sort of energy that you kind of felt. I think it's the other, but, but didn't try to be disrespectful. More like a, please don't go there. I see you want something, but I'm focused and please give me the ability to finish what I'm doing so I can better help you without my mind being occupied. Hmm. This is definitely a gray area <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing here. It's like, hmm, what could it be? Um, okay, this is interesting. Okay, so on one hand, there's part of me that has had experiences where it's almost like in my noticing that something was going on in my field that felt new and needing my intention, I mean, needing my attention that I would go and explore it. And then it was, it was almost like a, like a construction sign kind of up, like, hang on, hang on, we've got something going on here. And it was we, meaning me, another kind of level of me with doing something on my behalf, if you will, but not with my human awareness as Jill um, being in control of it or guiding it. And I, we have some choices there, right? Um, one choice is to say, hell no, (laughs) cease all work until you have, you know, full permission by me, the human. And that's fine if you want to do it that way. Another approach is to really feel into whatever kind of work, if you will, is going on and discerning for yourself. If you feel expanded as a result of it, if you feel a closer connection to 
what you sense is your God essence that's loving and caring and honoring of you. Um, it's the don't go here part that I don't like. Because you can go anywhere <laughs> in your field. So that's the part that I'm curious about. I see you want something, but I'm focused and please give me the ability to finish what I'm doing. I, <laughs> if that were me, Joseph, what I would be doing is um, a meditation to connect with my team and a meditation to fully occupy my full range of my field so that I'm all in to every nook and cranny of my energy field and really basically just anything that is out of alignment with my soul signature and my purpose for being here and my soul's blueprint for me as the human that it must be deceased, you know, ceased, uh, desisted, ceased, and like extricated, like out of there. They're going to have to find another vacancy sign um, if they want to, you know, like build a bridge <laughs> on, on territory they don't own. <laughs> um, so I, that's what I would be doing. And the thing is, if it's, if it is you in your all that is, if it's your soulfulness that's, that's doing that work, I I would be surprised if they would be saying like, please leave us alone. <laughs> you, like you can't come in. You can't come in this room. Secret room. <laughs> you can't see this room. That's my, that's my yellow flag there. Um, but also if it is your team and I'm, I'm misreading that and overemphasizing that for some reason, they'll, they'll be able to do whatever you need, whatever you need, authentically need it to do. Um, you, what you need you to do, um, at another juncture in the experience. So it, it can all be made right. Even if you kind of pull plugs on things that, um, like haste, hastefully. Yeah, that would be my kind of default position that I would, that I would be doing again, nothing fear-based here, just recognizing the way energy works in this reality, you guys. Okay. Stephanie is saying, how do I open up to hearing my team? Am I blocking them? Um, okay. This may be the last question. Okay. Um, oh, I better go check on the phone again. Sorry. Oh, oh, Fran and Kathy are on the phone. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll go over just a little bit here. Okay. Um, Fran and Kathy, I will come over to you. Just hang on. Um, Stephanie, uh, I can't feel sufficient answering that question here in the amount of time that we have, but I love your question. Um, yes, darn it. Um, but we do talk about this and I love you. <laughs> um, so Stephanie, we do cover this in some of the other materials. So I would ask you to put your hand on your heart and just say what else that Jill has covered <laughs> or anyone else that you resonate with can, or your own team can assist me in feeling the connection with my team. And I know there's a Facebook post from ooh, about three weeks ago where I posted kind of a, in a, kind of humorous kind of fashion on the fact that sometimes when we say, how do I connect with my team? And you didn't say that. You said, how do I open up to hearing my team? And I love how you put that. Sometimes when we say, how do I connect with my team? It implies or infers that that person uh, visualizes and envisions themselves as being disconnected from their team. That somehow their belief structure is that by being human, they are they are on vacation from their team and that they need to do some like, you know, crazy gymnastic kind of moves to get back in alignment with their, with the, their team alignment uh, to have oneness there. And of course, that's just a perception. That's not 
that's not energetic. It's a, it's a perception energetic that can easily be uh, re-energized and transformed in a new way. Um, hearing the team, I would I would encourage you though to be nitpicky with words that you're open to communication or some sort of engagement with your team. That way it's not automatically inferred that it's going to be a hearing sensation and then you're much more open to all the other ways that are far beyond even the clairs that our teams have available to communicate with us, including through communication like this, right? Okay. So it's good. I don't feel like you're blocking them both though. Um, what I'm sensing is that there's another way that they are engaging with you that you aren't um, like, it's almost like it's so subtle that you aren't aware of it yet. But I don't feel like you're like, no, I do not want to talk with my team or I do not want to engage with my team. I don't see that at all. Okay. Yeah. Just be fun, be playful. Yeah. Be open and uh, discerning of the love vibration that you feel from your team. Okay. All right. I'm coming. Okay. Um, let's see. Kathy. Let's get Kathy first. Kathy, can you hear me okay? Oh, yes. I'm so no. glad you took Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's so good to hear your voice. How are you? Yeah, likewise. Um, what a fabulous webinar. Oh, good. This one has so many awesome layers in it that are oh, falling good. right into place for me of what I've been feeling for about the last two or three weeks. Oh, and there was good, something good. That, that you had shared when you were talking about the mirroring concept. Yes. Um, that I'm curious about, even in a new way, as I was listening, because, um, you know, we're here individuated aspects of God having this human experience, and at the same time, with full realization in, you know, an omni-luminous perspective, so to speak, that we're all one. So what came to me was, oh, wow, so loving with your whole heart Okay, Kathy, what does that mean? Loving with your whole heart means that for me and what I was experiencing while I was listening, every aspect within this human consciousness, keeping in mind our free will to be who we are in our essence, that is an aspect of what's potentially there for us, before us. As great as it is, as nasty as it might appear, whatever perspective it is, and it's our free will and choice as to whether or not we engage that aspect mm -hmm. or not. And I'm seeing, and, and tell me what you feel on this, because I'm looking at it saying, wow, this is a whole new potential for free will. Yes. Because... Free will isn't just a matter of choices. It's also a, wow, from my heart perspective, looking at every human being in consciousness as whole. Because that is us. Yes. As you sometimes share, an other, another. <laughs> yeah. It is us. Yes. And so when I look at it, it's like, wow, that's fascinating, Kathy. You sure were quick to knee-jerk on that one. It's <laughs> Wow, okay, so that really doesn't play into my essence, but it's cool. That is cool. I love how you put that. Um, and I know that you and I have spoken about this before, but I want to share it with others that we, that's to me, and I need to put all this stuff into written form so it's in like a handy, a handy book or something. But this, some of us, this concept of that we are all one 
keeps us kind of shackled to the present form of humanity and combined with that mirroring principle and projection that that most utilize to to you know expand and raise their vibration those sorts of things they have a lot of inherent weaknesses in it the oneness that we are is not in this human reality it's at right. the source vibration so exactly yeah so that totally changes the game and that doesn't mean that that we're that we don't care that we're discompassionate about somebody's challenges and somebody's struggles but to pretend that it's yours or to overly overly relate to somebody else's challenges it it's not going to it hasn't gotten us very far let's put it that way of all the things that we are aware of that needed attention in humanity that we have been giving a lot of attention to the past 10 20 years they a lot of them haven't gotten that much better maybe that is sign that we need another way of looking at things yeah and i'm still also feeling in at the same time that uh totally embracing our oneness yes and yes. embracing that here Yes. In my essence. Yes. At the not God, my at, as in, but I individuated. At the, level, at the God level, right? At the God level, yes. in my Birkenstocks, <laughs> I realize that every single person that I see as different and separate from myself is me. And that is also possible for me. Mm, that's so beautiful. Now, do I really want that in my experience? And so I'm looking at, I'm going to go back and listen to this again because I, I there's so much there. Awesome. <laughs> and I know even from this point, there will be something <laughs> new when I listen to it again. Um, but yeah, it, uh, something's opening up there and I really That's, appreciate it. And I wanted oh. to just tell you thank you in my own voice. Oh, Kathy, I love you so deeply and so eternally. Me. It's just so great to have you here on the planet too. And thank you so much for calling in. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you. <laughs> Love you, Kathy. And have a chance to yak with you, too. <laughs> Happy New Year. And a big hugs and love. Um, who was it that was having a difficult Marcy. time today? Marcy. Marcy. Yes. I've been there, girl. Mm-hmm. I know that feeling. And uh, it is something that will lift. Mm-hmm. It will lift from you. I have absolute, absolute faith, confidence, and full love in your heart for that. <sighs> Kathy, that was beautiful. Thank you for adding that. Yeah. Bye. Nice Love Thank you. you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Fran. Fran. Hello. Hi. I want to say happy anniversary or happy birthday or happy all of it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I um, for It's interesting that Kathy also was on. I don't know if she consistently is on, but my day opened up to where I could bring you with me. Oh, um. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. Um, I, I was getting reminders, so I think um, the higher realms of us were really playing together because I was getting, gosh, Jill's talking today, and it kept coming through today. So um, in any event, this this expanded state, states that just keep um, shuffling through, I've been playing with the idea of cards. I don't know why these cards keep kind of flickering through my left eye um it's almost like shuffling in you know you shuffle the deck and they yes. yes settling more and yes. more and it's like coming through and yeah. but also with these um these shuffling the oddities just feeling not 
I don't even know who Fran is, so to speak, just feeling odd, watching things unfold and just kind of just watching them and feeling no tie to them anymore, mm. as well as um, the expanded states, so that mirroring concept that has been so overdone, and it's still very present in a lot of communities including a lot of places where I've played where, oh, you're just being, your behavior's being mirrored by someone in front of you. And it kept feeling so off, you know, forever. And I just quit even addressing it. Um, I didn't see that as being a mirror unless I'm tweaked. And even then, the tweaking, and I just wanted to put that out there for exploration because the tweaking can be, as little as being confined by uh, by this concept of what's being presented in front of me. <laughs> right, right. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so even my even that trigger of being squelched and can move through it. Say, oh, I don't have to accept the confined version that's being presented which is tweaking me (laughs) (laughs) yes it's like there's a so if I understand you correctly it's like okay there's a part of me that's a little irritated by this but there's another part of me that's totally fine that they're having you know this reaction and I'm I'm okay with all of it and what I'm choosing to act upon is not the tweaked layer of me (laughs) right but and then you know, listening and practice, I wouldn't even call it practice, but it is to some degree the curiosity yeah. of, you know, when when we're in that, I call it for me, because this is what happens, deer in headlights. Mm. You get in a deer in headlights because you and me specifically, in my authentic, pure-hearted beingness, all of a sudden will be presented with the behavior that is almost disbelieving or shocking to me. Mm. And it causes me to be like, huh? This disbelief comes through, and I'm a deer in headlights. And in that moment, I'm like, "Show what what the curiosity comes in. What else can I see through this?" <laughs> yeah, what else is going on here? Yeah, amidst the same set of facts, not wanting to change the facts, but just be open to another part of you that's not shocked, right? Right, right. Yeah. This so it's exploring <laughs> that. The purity of the la 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 little girl who sees everything in rose colored glasses and has the biggest <laughs> part, and then something comes through, and you're like, "Whoa, okay," and then you're left with this. Um, I I I guess it's almost a nothingness of a no response. You're not leaving the body, but you're just so um, maybe high hyper expanded. Yeah, neutral, neutral about it. Is that another, does that word fit for you? No, I'm, I was trying to ex- explain a little bit. So there is a, a, a presence that where it's almost like you can't comprehend what's going on. Oh, yeah. It's like you lose, you lose all perceptions. Yeah. Where you just <laughs> are lost. So it's so expanded you can't even comprehend that. Yes. Okay. Those are, that's, I think what you're describing is what I, I put a label on it for myself that works mind bender. I have no reference points for what's happening right here. You know what I mean? It's one of those moments. And it's just like, I'm just, I'm just going to experience this. And <laughs> maybe uh, at another point, okay. I'll understand it. I tend to like mind benders. Um, 
because it's a it's something that's going on that my current viewpoint, my current consciousness can't quite grasp. And then by my nature of being curious, if I am curious, I experience an expansion to allow room for, I want to say wider reference points that can, that can include something to interpret or discern whatever that is, or just experience it in a way that's not like, whoa, what? <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, right, right. And I know we're over time, so I don't want to keep you because it was just um, another way of exploring the depths of... <sighs> the possibilities. Thank you so much, Fran. Oh, can you believe Thank it was just you. a year ago that we did, that we were just concluding with the, the Atness, the Embracing the New Energy series? That was only a year ago. I know, and I got goosebumps when I heard Kathy on the phone because I was like, <laughs> didn't, didn't we just do that thing? <laughs> <laughs> she was in that group too, yeah. Oh, very yeah, special so Beautiful. Okay. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for today's um, availability and Thanks, the exploration. Love you, sister. Thank you. I love you, sister. Have a great, great afternoon. Thank you. You okay, too. Bye-bye. bye-bye. There's one thing I want to um, to add and offer on to some of the things that, um, in this case, Kathy was talking about, about looking for the oneness in other people. Um, I love that approach, and I love it that she's doing it that way. I'm like, oh, awesome. That sounds good. Um, and I also wanted to point out that I, for some reason, have chosen to do it as the, to me, the gift here, one of, one of the gifts of being in this reality is that we really do get to know ourselves as unique, individuated aspects of God. So there's a part of me that gets really excited about getting to know your unique aspect of God in any way that you are willing to kind of animate yourself from that. Um, I do everything and anything I can think of to help support the growth of that God aspect of you being, becoming more integrated and more, um, more a part of your experience for those that are looking for that. Um, so that, but it's, it is, it, do you see the nuance in it too? It's a little bit, it's a little bit different in some ways because I'm not looking for like a replica of what I view as, as my God essence. I'm actually looking for the distinguishing characteristics in some way um, of what makes you a unique aspect of God from my unique aspect of God. I am so excited about that and this reality. And I see this reality already changing so much by um, by the flourishing, literally, of our, our godness within and alongside, um, from within our humanness and alongside all the other human characteristics um, or even quirks <laughs> that we have. Um, they're still there, perhaps, but they're not what we lead with anymore. So I just think we're more interesting <laughs> in some ways when we've got it all going on. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're over, darn it. And we're supposed to do a meditation activation and I have someone coming in 22 minutes and we didn't do the current events. So I've got to get cracking here. Okay, so, (laughs) all right, let's close our eyes and um, please put your hand on your heart and slow your breathing here. And just consider these words and you may wish to say them with me. As a unique and whole divine, loving, glorious, limitless, 
aspect of God who chose to have this human experience, what do I want to be now? What do I want to try next? What do I dream of setting in motion? And what is holding me back from setting that vision into motion? Creating a dream into physical reality. What is holding me back? And why? And am I okay with that? (laughs) Thank you. Kuan Yin just said, that felt complete. <laughs> Thank you. That's a quickie. <laughs> okay. Um, please open your eyes and wiggle your fingers and wiggle your toes. That should be, that's intended to be an amazing launching pad <laughs> for any growth that you choose to experience alongside everything else that we've offered today. So thank you so much. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. And I'll just quickly go through some news. Um, you know that I'm doing these monthly. Um uh, right top of the top of this top of the screen here um we have an adventure that awaits us in Cancun Mexico in the land of the Mayan people the Mayan culture it's in the Caribbean um side of Mexico i travel there gosh two to three times a year um we travel there quite often i love the space and when i have visited the sacred sites or just been there in general, there is an amazing vibration of that location that brings out another like layer of our, of our source energy. Um, it's a beautiful place for vacation anyway, let alone soulful expansion and integration of soulfulness into our humanness. So that's why I chose it as a, like a big destination retreat, unlike I have ever done before. I have one of the just most amazing travel experts who also is a light worker that has set in motion the details. She's done this trip many times and she's given me full authority in terms of what I want to do on this trip. Um, I get to guide our guide um, that takes us to the sacred sites and be clear about what I'm looking for in terms of the experience that we're offering. We're going to many different sites. Some of them I haven't been to. Um, We'll have two days of amazing workshop experiences. And if you check out the um, testimonials on my site, you'll see some um, comments that people have made about different experiences working with me and the retreats that I've offered in uh, Park City, Utah, two years in a row. It's just a delicious experience when we come together in this way. Um, I... I, my whole format is to invite all of us to bring our God essence in. This isn't a picking scab session. <laughs> this is a, a basking in the glow of your light session. We can pick scabs anywhere, <laughs> right? Um, I want to help you see the light of God that you are because I know you are. And most of the people that resonate with my work, they also know themselves in that way. So by being together and supporting each other and then doing it in the Caribbean, we, it's just this whole (laughs) amazing upward spiraling energy of experience. Now I understand that not everybody travels in general, let alone does sacred travel and can do it in April. For those that are feeling led though, 
um, please reach out to me. My email is jill at beaconforlightworkers.com. We have some key dates coming up um, where if somebody's on the fence about doing it, we, I'll do everything I can to give you the information for you to choose and you to decide. But um, final payments are due February 12th um, for those that have already registered. And uh, for those, that it's like the, the curtain closes in terms of registrations on March 15th, which happens to be the day before my birthday. So I know that April 19th seems like, oh, I've got more than enough time. You actually don't, unfortunately. Um, and I would love to have you join us. It's an amazing group that's coming together. And I would love it if you are a part of it, if you feel that. So please know you have a, a golden invitation um, and from my heart to yours, inviting you into this amazing experience. And it will be different because of you being there. Um, so I, I love the idea of you uniquely being there. Okay. And joining us. So if you feel led, <laughs> send me an email. Let's talk. Um, and we'll, uh, see if it's a fit for you. Otherwise, um, I totally, I just honor all the different ways that we have to experience ourselves. And it was been really fun for me to create this opportunity for a group of us to get together and have this amazing adventure alongside each other as comrades, fellow bringers of light. Um, and my feeling, um, responsibility for guiding an experience and facilitating further expansion for each of us. So um, I, I love that role. I love that leadership role that I get to play. And I uh, delight in witnessing the expansion that, that I see in each of us as a result. So there we go. Um, other events coming up are noted here. Yep. They're all on here. <laughs> okay. Very good. Thank you so much. Oh, I just honor you. So deeply and, and, um, infinitely. I'm just so glad you're here as a fellow member of the ground crew. And thank you so much for being everything that you are. Bring it all in you guys. Okay. Mm. Bye-bye until next time.